We have a lot to discuss this morning. The tentative topic of this is what America will look like at the end, at the end of the, at the end of the road. What will the end of America look like? What, what will the termination of America look like, if that's even possible? It's a critical thing to ask. What will it look like? How, how will it, what will it look like? What does it, what does death, what does the potential death of a civilization look like or the death of a country? Is it noticeable? What, what happens? Does it, does it maintain a seeming functionality? What? I don't know. These are things I want to know. We're going to be talking about this. Some other things too. And by the way, by the way, remember that when I speak with you, dear friends, uh, there is a uh, a change sometimes, a change that may happen from the time that I write the subject to five minutes before I even begin this effort. So I have things to add, things that change. So so don't ever become. Don't ever think that I am focused on this particular subject matter, okay? Let me start off by saying, first of all, a special, special congratulations to our dear friend, Liz Solak. 28 years today, she became a mother. God bless you. Let's hear it from mothers. All you mothers out there, all you mothers, God bless you. Now, a couple of things I want to tell you. First and foremost, and this is very, very important. This is the last day of this month. Before we begin, who knows where did the summer go? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be one of those people who says, where did the summer go? I don't know where the summer went. I have, I have no idea. It's called time. What are you going to do? Things happen. Uh, if you want to play that, my God, I was just here the other day. and next, you know, it, it was just, yeah, it, was, it was 1968 and here we are. I hate that. You know how, the, the, how time lapses and the like. I want to talk to you about a couple of things first and foremost. Uh, in, in no particular order. First. I, and I say this partly out of some degree of pettiness, it's very much inside baseball and it's something I think you will find of interest. I am very, very concerned over the fact that I believe that our dear friend, Mr. Tucker Carlson, has no idea what he's doing. I think he is rudderless. I think he is without any kind of direction. And I think he is taking this most unique uh, opportunity and wasting his time by, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know the particular reason for this. If you if you get a chance, and I've only seen part uh, portions of this, there is a interview that he did with uh, Bill O'Reilly, and Bill O'Reilly is the consummate blowhard, a blowhard, a bombast of, and and that's the shtick. And listen, I love a shtick. I got it. It's the angle, you know. It's like, what is your angle? Say like professional wrestling. What are you? Okay, you're the Samoan. Okay, I got it. You're a, you're a, what are you? What is your thing? Bill O'Reilly claims to be from Levittown. He's a real rough and tumble, no nonsense, ham and agar. No big words, nothing fancy, rude, crude, bombastic, boorish. And he's been ex- extremely successful, but intellectually, not at all challenging. Um, nothing that's even remotely uh, intriguing. But but successful nonetheless. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, there's it's just like the Ramones. I'm never going to try to to say to you that the Ramones weren't important or weren't special. But as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's a, a group that meant nothing to me. But historically, they meant quite a bit. Does that make sense to you? To me, they mean nothing. 
hip hop, I never listened to ever. But I can tell you mathematically the effect that hip hop has had on everything else. You got that one? Okay. Now, there is a there is a uh, a show, a YouTube show, that is entitled it's called America's Untold Stories. It's with uh, Eric Hunley and a fellow by the name of Mark Gruber or Grubert, G R O U B E R T. America's Untold Stories. I'm not one for. I mean, I want. I, I I I I watch people sparingly, and, and and this is no big deal. And I'm sure people do the same thing with me. I watch people sparingly, but. This is one of the best shows ever. And this fellow, Mr. Gruber, uh, is one of the preeminent, one of the preeminent um, uh, Kennedy assassination scholars, bar none. Bar none. You could, whatever you, whatever you think, or nothing. Believe me when I tell you this, he is, he is incredible. Okay. Now, for reasons that are, I, I don't understand why, Mr. Mr. Uh, O'Reilly decides he is going to appear with Tucker to talk about Lee Harvey Oswald and the like. And <clears throat> I don't know, uh, uh, O'Reilly's made done very, very well with these books. Uh, I don't know if he's written them, have ghost writers. I have no reason. P- people, people who do research, I have no, I've not read them. But he's very successful. And anything that encourages reading, I think is terrific. And we all should laud him accordingly. Okay, fine. He said something the other day regarding Lee Harvey Oswald, as far as Lee Harvey Oswald being stupid and idiot and imbecile. And it's just wrong. It's just wrong. He basically pulled it out of his arse. He just made it up. I was listening to uh, Mr. Gruber and others. And he is rattling off names and facts that I know, I know O'Reilly knows nothing about and and most probably doesn't care anything about because that's what he is. And I got it and I understand. Okay. What's interesting is that nobody seems to care about the truth. You can just claim to be whatever you want. Now, to show you, I have just, there, there is, there has been so much, it's such a, I, I, I can't say it enough, a great perspective on things that I have never really thought about. The Japanese, virtually every conceivable form of fact that we have uh, regarding Oppenheimer, this great Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, according to the thesis of Mr. Gruber, he was a commie and, okay, and FDR and and, and I love, you must understand this, the part of me that says, I love when somebody comes along and says, what you thought before is not true. And I find it particularly distasteful and particularly uh, problematic when somebody says things about the Kennedy assassination that also are not true. It just, it just drives me nuts because that is blasphemy. It'd be like if I were to go on and make up things about Jesus uh, and you would say, well, a little bit different than, but, but it would be the same thing. You would say, how, how dare you? And I don't think you pull a Charlie Hebdo on me, but you would say, wait a minute, don't do that. Same thing goes for this. How dare you say something about this event that changed all of us, me, 
and others as well, permanently and uh, uh, indelibly. And you're just making stuff up because you think because I'm Bill O'Reilly and nobody stops me and I can say whatever I want. And there's a certain degree of impunity. Uh, uh, and uh, I think it's because of intellectual torpor that also adds to this. All right. So I can't explain to you enough how, how again, infuriated I am when I hear this, this O'Reilly. And, and you got to ask yourself, what, why is, see, I don't want to get too, too deep. I don't want to get too, too, too deep. But you know and I know that, um, and we can always say CIA. CIA is always like a throwaway for everything. Whenever you want to talk about intel, we always say, well, the CIA. It may not be CIA, but you and I know that there is this, uh, there is this, for lack of a better word, this intelligence connection that always uses and has employed entertainment since day one from art in the 50s up to and including through this it it's so old i don't want to waste your time with it because it's just it is so fascinating and again mr gruber has discussed this interesting note by the way when i went to follow him on twitter he blocked me have you ever had that happen have you ever been blocked and you're saying, I don't know this person. What if I, I don't know him. Have I said anything? This, this, this was, this was before, but it doesn't matter. It's a free country. And I understand, uh, believe me, most people who do not like me do not know me. And I can understand how, for whatever reason, maybe I, I who, who knows? There's no way. But isn't that funny? But notwithstanding the fact that I've been isolated, uh, rebuffed, I've been uh, isolated to Twitter Elba, so to speak, which is fine, which is fine. It's still one of the best sites there is. And I want you to understand the, the, the necessity of this. Um, you know, uh, Corbett, James Corbett has been is one of the, uh, J- Alex Jones do, has done things. By the way, I wish I could tell you, but I can't, that the, the kind of like the dark web, so to speak, yeah, the dark web, not, not the dirty sexual violent, but the, the alternative web regarding what's going on shows tumultuous changes coming on the in the Alex Jones empire. The whole thing with the mug club, I don't know what it is, because these were people who were a part of this group of folks, and they were part of the Wild West days of the internet, and how much I love that. Okay, put that there for a second, okay? That's number one. Next, I'm going to talk about Bobby Kennedy. Very important. But first... First, 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 I want you to listen to me very carefully. I told you this, and today is the last day of the month. And now is the time for you. Now is the time for you to immediately, immediately, immediately go to the great folks from my Patriot Supply, and specifically, prepare with Lionel.com. Now is the time. You can save, ready for this, 25%. Off a three-month emergency food kit, huh? Twenty-five percent, a quarter. Knock it off. Twenty-five percent off a three-month emergency food kit. We've talked about this. I'm sitting right now in in New York City, and it is dark, and it is rainy, and it is overcast. And yesterday, LaGuardia was flooded, and there was this dark pall, this net of darkness that 
Okay, fine. You got the point. And what's equally interesting and what's fascinating about all of this stuff is that it provides this, I don't know what the word is, this reminder, this reminder of how tenuous everything is. And when it comes to your ability to live and to be able to enjoy food, water, and energy, energy is, we'll talk about that later on, water, purification and the like, but if, but if the spigots go off, we, you are SOL. That's why you got to protect. But food, when stores are unavailable, when trucks aren't able to, to deliver because of either strikes or because of unrest or because of weather or because of what have you, you will then realize, as thousands of Americans have, that preparing for food, but uh, emergency food, is, is the smartest thing ever. I want you to understand something. And I don't want to go into detail. I've been offered the chance to do some interesting uh, uh, sponsorships. And I said, I, 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 I don't like this. I don't, first of all, I may not understand it. It may be a claim that's too whatever. And sometimes there's a way to take a product and then to say, okay, but I'm going to say this about it. I'm going to say this about it. And then there are others that you have to reject outright. The idea of, of emergency food, I wanted this. I've been advocating this for decades because it to me is the thing that makes the most sense. This is before the notion of the pepper came along. So preparewithlionel.com. This is a 25-year shelf life. There's simply nothing like this. Preparewithlionel.com. Join the thousands and thousands of individuals who recognize how smart this is. 21 varieties, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, resealable vacuum or, or oxygen absorbing pouches, 120 pounds of food we're talking about with the six buckets, waterproof. Save 25% off a three-month emergency food kit. Go right now. The link is on the title, on the uh, description page, and the comment section. Preparewithlionel.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, now let's go back. Let's go back to what we're saying. First, uh, let me see. Yes. Let's talk about Bobby Kennedy. Okay. Now, I want you to do something which is very important to me. And I want you to do this for yourself and for your own peace of mind. I want you, first of all, never to listen to anybody, including me, ever again. Let me guide you. Let me assist you. Let me give you some, here's a fact which you might like. But everything that I say ultimately must be accepted by you, independent of what I'm saying. Number one. Number one. Can't say that enough. Number two. Everybody on the internet, specifically when it comes to, or internet, the, uh, uh, the streaming platforms, everybody wants to act like they're the last word in politics, that they know stuff you don't know, that they are the, okay. Um, that's the way that is. And it has to be, because nobody, nobody wants to go and listen to somebody on a news platform who says, well, I don't know, maybe there has to be a degree of certitude or else nobody's going to bother with this. All right, fine. Next. There are people who will, will, will stick to doctrinaire, kind of tried and true stuff. If the facts change, change your opinion. As AOC calls them, Milton Keynes or Keynes, you got John Maynard Keynes and Milton Friedman confused. John Maynard Keynes says, when, when the facts change, it changed my opinion. Now, let me ask you this question. 
Bobby Kennedy, I've been talking about. How long have I been talking about Bobby Kennedy? Gavin Newsom. He's more and more in the news with appointing a black woman. Imagine a senator, a governor saying, I'm going to appoint a white man. I'm going to appoint a white man. Imagine what that is like. Ladies and gentlemen, there she is. Edie Crowley says, there's nothing like being a mom. It's underrated without a doubt. Thank you for that cue. And to Liz, also it's a spiritual thing. It's a connection by virtue because you are literally from the same body. Bobby Kennedy is going to run. He's going to appear on a on perhaps a ballot, maybe as a libertarian, green party, whatever it is. Question number one. Whom do you think he will take most points and votes from? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Let me ask you the first question. He's gonna he's gonna pull from either one of the who would be most likely to vote for him? A Donald Trump voter or a Joe Biden? Let's let's call it Joe Biden because it's going to be a Gavin Newsom voter. But let's just for the sake of argument, let's call it Joe Biden, a Democrat. Who do you think would who do you think would say? Well, I like I'm going to stick with Bobby Kennedy, Democrat. Bobby Kennedy talks about guns. Bobby Kennedy talks about uh, maybe war. That's good. Bobby Kennedy talks about the environment, maybe some climate change stuff. He's against transgender. Uh, he will try his best to discuss vaccinations and epidemiolo- uh, immunology. But for the most part, he will say things in his default mechanism that a Democrat would be able to listen to. Republicans dislike Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy is a Republican. Now, now most, the, the, the default mechanism type. When he talks about guns, this drives Democrats, our Republicans crazy. Nuts. Drives them nuts. You can't, you can't talk about getting rid of guns and can't do that. Cannot, cannot do that. No, 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 no. Okay? Good. Regarding vaccines and the like, ladies and gentlemen, that may be the part that a lot of subdirectories of Republicans enjoy because what used to be the left is now the right. What what used to be the province of the left, free speech and open is now the right. It's switched completely. Everybody now is saying that MAGA big money people are promoting Bobby Kennedy because they secretly hate Joe Biden. Okay. And that because they hate Joe Biden uh, he, whatever. Okay, fine. I don't care how this thing works. I want, number one, if I could say, I'm going to destroy this Democratic Party and have a weak and effete and a paralyzed Democratic candidate win versus, um, I mean, ideally it would be it would be okay. Remember, if Trump wins, he still has to deal with this juggernaut, this group called the Democrats. 
So they have to, if they're just as powerful as they are now, nothing will get done, but, but it's worth a shot. But I want first and foremost. So if Bobby Kennedy can do anything by virtue of his coming here to draw, to draw, to make people ask questions, to make people, maybe, maybe make Democrats say to themselves, you know, what is, who are, what are they really doing for me? What, what is going on here? What is going on? Where is this? Who is asking to cut uh, ceiling fans and pizza ovens and trans this and that? Who? No. Where? Where is? Okay, fine. So he may be able to do that. That's important. Either way, we have right now this president that is scaring the hell out of the left, out of the Democrats, and Bobby Kennedy is scaring them as well. And what they're doing right now is you saw, you saw Mediaite. Let me tell you something. Mediaite is, uh, and, and by the way, you know, they're very good, good, but you understand they're, they're lefties. I mean, really serious, serious lefties. You know that, right? Of course you do. You know that. I know that. We all know that. And here, here is this one piece I want to show you. This is this one. And, and I, and I hope you're, I hope dear friends, you are following, please following my, uh, Twitter page. And where is this? Let me read this for you. This is the actual, I did a screenshot from Mediaite and it reads as follows. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak. Uh, let me see. I don't want to misspeak. Stand by for a second. Oh, here we go. It says Kennedy, a notorious anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist. Challenging incumbent President Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination has been flirting with a third party run in recent weeks. Kennedy, quote, a notorious anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist. This is the official word from the professional left. They are sworn to do this. They are sworn to say this. They are sworn to repeat this mantra. Whenever you say anything about Bobby, about uh, about Bobby Kennedy, he's a conspiracy theorist. How many are you are you following any of the information that is coming out now? I mentioned this, Dr. John Campbell and others, people who are just the 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 overwhelming. Uh, uh, this this flood, <clears throat> this tsunami of information regarding people who have been seriously hurt, allegedly, by vaccines. Where Where is it? Do you see what's happening here? I do. I do. It's incredible. So when you say anti-vaccine conspiracy theorists, that doesn't hold the same weight now that it did then. But Mediaite is committed either specifically expressly to repeat this particular trope, or they happen to think it anyway. I don't know. There is a skepticism that people love to have in this country. People love to be skeptical. Well, you know, I don't know. Well, he's a, you know, he's a tin fat foil. No, just like I mentioned prepping. People love to make fun of preppers. I don't know why. They love it. It makes them feel superior in any event. This is going to be one of the most exciting races ever because we are getting to the, to the bottom of two we're getting to groups of people who are addressing the absolute basic fundamentals, the fundamentals of what our 
uh, different republic of our different the political systems are about. That's it. So you can argue all day long. Is it going to hurt Trump? Is it going to hurt? You you tell me. You tell me. People love to speak about it apodictically. They love to speak about it in terms of absolutism. Yes, ab- without a doubt. He's, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is what we used to know is over. It's over. And let me go back to what I said about this uh, untold stories. What we are learning, the people who have been so great, I mentioned this before, and whether you like them necessarily or not, I know this, I like this man, Silver Fox says, looking for your opinion, if it ends up being Newsom, DeSantis, and RFK on the ballot, which way will it go? Biden and Trump are not locks to me. I agree. Um, if it's Newsom, DeSantis, and RFK on the ballot, uh, if in that case, it'll be Newsom. Um, and by the way, Fox, thank you, my friend. That's to you. Remember something. Let me say this carefully. The Democrats will cheat legally. They will steal the election legally. They will, they know 50,000 ways to, to win. And they will do it without a doubt. So if, if, if those are the three, yeah. Do not run. Remember, Trump, Trump doesn't follow any of the rules. Trump lives in a different, in a separate universe. I can't explain. I can't put it into words. Everything that you would think would apply to Trump doesn't. For reasons I will never understand, for, for reasons that just absolutely confound me to no end, Trump is just on another another planet. Um, if I didn't know better, I'm thinking this this crazy New York judge who basically said that Mar-a-Lago is 18 million. I, I, are they, is, is he, del- see, I'm always, people think I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. But I ask myself, just in terms of, of the plot line, do you think maybe they're doing this on purpose to give Trump something to appeal and win? I don't know. But what's happening to him is beyond anything anybody's ever seen. You have, think about it. We live right now in this world where Joe Biden has to go down the kiddie stairs on the on the plane. Let me ask you something. Do you know what the biggest fear is right now? What what the biggest, the biggest concern right now? And if for anybody else, I would say it was sad, but not for Biden. You know what the biggest fear is? Let me tell you. Everybody has said, from what I'm hearing, from my sources, everybody is telling me that every doctor, every physician has said, Biden, if this were anybody else, needs a walker. He's unsteady in his feet. He's gay. If you've ever seen uh, anybody who who fears falling, who's older, who who's who's tenuous uh, in their gait, uh, um, anybody, it's a it's a it's it's a fear, and the fear lends itself to more overly exaggerated forms of 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 careful walk it's it's really something it's very very sad he can't be seen with a walker a president it's like having remember those ear trumpets what those before hearing aids what can't have that you just you, you they they just they will not let him do it maybe he he's funny that way himself he says i can't he needs a walker 
He needs one of those walkers where he can sit down. He would do much better, but he can't do it by virtue of the vibrancy and the vivacity that he must exude at all times. That's what they're afraid of more than anything else. And they realize it's really unfair to him that they have to do something in order to uh, uh, deal with with his uh, his uh, his feebleness. So that's that. Um, going back to what I said before, there's some other things which are important. By the way, I hope you are following my Twitter feed. I can't tell you how important uh, Mr. Gruber, notwithstanding. By the way, he still is a great, 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 great son. Irrespective. And Eric Hunley is a very nice gentleman. I like him a lot. Um, we are done. I did a poll right now and I said, um, remember Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer, remember when they said Oppenheimer was all of a sudden this this uh, full tilt eight? Well, I asked the question. Oppenheimer was a full tilt eighteen carat, one hundred percent communist whose legacy is being manipulated still post hoc post mortem. Sixty four percent say true. I love when somebody goes back and they change an accepted way of of thinking, if you will. Uh Look at this. Thousands of migrants are being dropped off on San Diego streets. More and more people are just seeing these illegals. By the way, they're not migrants, just dropped off. And nobody ever picks them up anymore. Very, very sad. Um, I wrote the, the it was a, 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 a poll. Who would appeal more to the prototypical classic Democratic voter? Bobby Kennedy, hands down, versus Gavin Newsom. Who would benefit from a Bobby Kennedy third-party independent run? 60% in the, my, my poll is a Trump. Without a doubt. Um, we're also using the thing zero emissions. Zero emissions. Remember one thing. Remember one thing. These people love euphemisms. They have always loved euphemisms. They love, as part of its government speak, but also euphemisms and rephrasings are very misleading. So they don't want to say electric vehicles. They want to say zero emissions. They don't want to say illegal aliens. They say migrants, happy wanderers, freedom seekers, uh, freedom fighters, terrorists, evangelicals, Bible thumpers, you know, depending upon where you're from. We're also having this thing right now of talking about this, which which is really, this really goes against the grain. But I want you to think about this and I want you to give you an assignment. I want you to go back and listen to some of the people. You might not want to, but you might want to listen to Milton Friedman, uh, Thomas Sowell. I like him. Th- Thomas Sowell was a Marxist, a real Marxist, an actual economic Marxist. But you have to ask yourself this new thing right now. Do we need the minimum wage? Does the minimum wage serve any purpose whatsoever? There's this story now. There are people in New York who want to just deliver stuff. They want to, they put these these uh, backpacks on that are insulated, and they go on bikes and they kill you as you cross the street. But they deliver food to you. And the question is, should they be able to do it? And they're saying, no, we demand eighteen dollars, whatever, an hour. Why do we do that? Why is that? Get why do we? Why is that? Why does that make sense? Why does that make sense? 
it's, it's if you're the recipient, it sounds wonderful, but in the long run, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So go back and look at this. Go back and and there are people right now. You may have heard about this. In some places, there are these little restaurants that pop up, and they're not really they're not really restaurants. They're just sort of. I think they mentioned on America's uh, Untold Stories. They in L.A. and others. There's these little. They're, they're not pop ups, but there's they have a little factory or something, and they cook. And you go online, and you you know you get Thai, and somebody will mix your food up and bring it to you. But it's not a restaurant. It's not licensed. It's not. And you can argue whether there's whatever. And they're saying you can't do this. And I'm saying why? Because people cannot just serve food. And have it delivered. Why? No, you, you've got to have a health certificate. Why? Now, granted, somebody somewhere is going to maybe have a horrible uh, job, but you're going to go out of business if you kill one of your people. And I would venture to say that the chances of that are very, very rare. Why, why are we, we're, we're going to be going back to the to the 80s to a reagan era kind of a reaganomics and a uh Mont, read uh, the mises van hayek folks from montpelerin society montpelerin society is their this is their bilderberg this is where the milton friedman type montpelerin meet every day and listen to what they say about freedom to just do stuff why do we need this i'm telling you we're going to be readdressing this a lot of the folks in the proverbial left are not going to allow this. Sparky says, Oppenheimer only went to the Communist Party meetings to meet girls. Like Einstein, he was somewhat of a womanizer. No. What you're reading is the narrative. What you're reading is the um, apologist narrative. You don't know if that's true. I suggest to you that no. That it might have been a different time. But our sensibilities then were far different. And that we might have said, you know what, screw it, we need the bomb. But that doesn't mean that he is not a full flat. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have an ideology where you're kind of leftist in general, as opposed to the party, especially when, remember what, what Soviet and Stalin and Trotsky, and it was a different time. So Sparky, you, you remember this this is exactly this is the narrative. He didn't understand it then. He might have flirted. He didn't really understand. Da, da, da. Ask yourself, am I repeating the narrative? Or how do I know what I know? From an epistemology point of view, how do you know what you know? How do you know this? Many people have said, you know, people never want to admit that McCarthy was right in so many respects. You can't, you can't be an American and say that you uh, Joe McCarthy was right, but much of what he said was absolutely correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though he's a crazy and a drunk and a mean spirited guy. Absolutely. Keep that in mind. It was a different time then. And we talk about HUAC and all of the blacklisting. Much of that was done almost kind of what we're doing right now. The government didn't do it. Um, uh, Studios did it. The government didn't do that. So when you're banned from Instagram, the government says, we didn't ban you. Instagram did. No, no, but you, the government told them, oh, we didn't tell them. Then, of course, the Twitter files showed that up. But 
remember, history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. Don't repeat certain things that are part of the trope, the tropisms, the memes, the memetics, the, the lore. We tend to repeat these things over, over, over. Um, I knew about Oppenheimer before it was fashionable. I'm sure you did, Sparky. By the way, thank you, sir. I remember uh, Fat Man and Little Boy and uh, just the, the, the genius behind it. And Leslie Groves. Oh, my God. This was the guy who just. But it was a different time. Look at Paperclip. Look at, look at how we kind of looked the other way. And there's no way that the government would ever say, look, we know he's a commie and that's the way he goes. And by the way, we're not talking about ideological and communism in terms of, you know, uh, um, planned governments and planned economies and that, you know, textbook economic sense of socialism. This is a different story. This was, this was, a, it was a different, different, different world. Um, what we did regarding paperclip was still ungodly, but we needed the information. We needed the data and how we basically signed off on so many of these people that so i'm just saying that's the way it was and there were a lot of commies loads of them in fact fdr was most remember remember at that time it was the the zeitgeist i hate to keep bringing that up the zeitgeist post world war one post depression what the depression did men who fought in World War One, remember the bonus riots and the marches and and the camps. Remember how they in uh, in Washington they had these these camps that were set up, and who did they unleash to go after them? Douglas MacArthur in a brutal attack, brutal horseback, and so there was a lot of folks who said, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" It was poverty nobody's ever seen before. So the notion of communism and socialism and, and, and class struggle, it was prime for that at the time. Prime. We still have a connotation of communism as being somehow totalitarian. That's not what their thing was. That, that, that's not what they were talking about. Always ask yourself, the zeitgeist, what were people thinking? What were the spirit of the times? If you cannot understand World War II unless you understand post-World War I Germany. And the Weimar and 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 what what the Treaty of Versailles did in the sense of humiliation and you can't understand how this thing works. You will never be able to understand slavery unless you understand the way people thought then. We recoiled the notion of segregation. There are parts of this country that said, and also not necessarily all folks were. Uh, um, Black, but remember, remember school busing. What was the biggest? What was the biggest problem? With, did 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 black people want to associate with white people necessarily? Was that what it was about? Was busing so that we hey we can all get along? No, it's because black students, black people, black citizens were denied the most basic of education, the most basic, and they realized that if they keep if they keep living on the outskirts, if they keep going to these inferior schools and these inferior places, they will never be able to enjoy the level of education that white kids have. So they said, how come, you know, all these white kids are going to these good schools? So they said, let's bus to take black kids to these schools. 
Why people said, I, we live across the street. Why people had a good point? Black people had a good point. But do you think black people wanted integration? Do you think they were so desirous to rub shoulders and rub with white people? No. I mean, some might have been, but that wasn't the motivation. Understand the zeitgeist at the time. Uh, McCarthy didn't go out, really go after Oppenheimer. Commies claimed him because he was a sympathetic character. When he lost his clearance, he was expiring the next day anyway. Um, very well could be, but just remember one thing. And by the way, Sparky, thank you so much. Uh, listen, you're not going to get 100% clearance from me regarding Oppenheimer. He is, it was what it was. And I'm not going to sit back and second guess any of this stuff at this point. It's very easy for me. Hindsight being 2020 and history being very easy at this particular point. Uh, White Monkey says, heading to KC this weekend with my son for a concert. Remember to live your life, but always be aware and to be prepared. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, White Monkey. What uh, what uh, concert? Uh, by the way, good. Luck. Thank you so much. A little hand fart for you. What concert are you seeing, pray tell? Uh, I have not been to any concerts in so long, and I do not. Uh, I do not necessarily remember this. Uh, anyway, let me, let me know. Let me know if you want. White, white monkey, tell me what concert. Well, let's see. You have to tell me the concert. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't want us to know. Maybe it's a silly. Maybe it's a silly concert. In any event, um, people have a hard time though uh, explaining the truth. Uh, I heard the other day a very interesting theory that was posed by uh, none other than a than a formidable uh, disc jockey here in the New York area. His name is Scott Shannon, and he said that Taylor Swift is in essence today's version of the Beatles. Taylor Swift is so big, so enormous. Sells out concerts with such a ferocity. There is nobody, but nobody, remotely near her in terms of her uh, fan appeal. She can sell out a concert three, four, five days. Wherever she goes, she can sell out a football game if people think she's going to be there. Now, the reaction, of course, was, I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm going to deny the facts. That's what we do. I'm going to deny the facts. I don't like Taylor Swift, so what you're saying can't be true. I think she's an idiot, so what you're saying can't be true. The real story about Taylor Swift that everybody in the business knows is another is another story. Okay? You understand this? Alyssa says she writes her own songs and music too. Could very well be. I'm, I'm not that familiar. Do you know her father? Uh, they have a company that basically sell, brings the... the with the you know eighteen well, the truck company that sends her 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 uh, entire act on the road. The Stones did that, and then they basically use this company to likewise work for other companies. I mean, it's just a brilliant. But but the point I'm trying to say is whether you like her or not is a different story, and whether you understand that Oppenheimer at the time could have very easily communism was not communism then than it is now. Communism then was, and the people who were uh, who claim not to be commies were communist, but that does not necessarily mean you're a Stalinist. That doesn't necessarily mean they had a big problem. A lot of the folks who were initially leftists, who were intellectual leftists, 
had a hard time with Stalin because they saw the draconian, you know, gulags and all these horrible. So remember, always look at realism. Ask yourself, what is the reality? And go back to what I said before about busing. Do you think that black people want to truly integrate with white people because they were dying to share culture and share friendship and to rub? Or did they want there to be a parody, a level playing field, so that they can enjoy the same rights, the same opportunities, the same abilities that white folks have? I think it's the latter. I don't think people necessarily yearn to to mix and to whatever. Not that people hate each other, but people tend to be kind of um, provincial, not Catholic with a lowercase c, not universal. So that's what this is about. Pe- people always have this. Black Americans have always said, look, we want to we want to have what you have. We don't want necessarily want you. We want your rights. We want the same rights you have. We want to be treated the same. Uh, Why Monkey says, bands from the 80s, the Mission and the Chameleons played us playing a small bar called Record Bar, beating up with my best friend and his son. That is excellent. And by the way, why always, always celebrate um, local music, live music and the like. Don't forget February 3rd, the cutting room. We're going to be back. That's going to be something. Um, I've got no problem with saying what things really are, what things really explaining reality. And reality will always, is always the best way to go. It's realism. Tell me what the truth is. I don't, not, not what I think it is. Tell me what the truth is. Tell me what it is about. And it, and people hate the truth. They hate it. They want to tell you everything but, but, but. You understand this? You understand this? Now, one of the things which is also very important to recognize is that political things are very important too. If you want to win uh, politically, let me ask you something. Is it a good idea for a politician to come out and be very to talk about God and Jesus all the time. George Bush sure did. And George Bush may have done that because of his own particular uh, demon battle with the bottle and all that stuff. But do you think it's a good idea for uh, Trump or whatever to talk about the Bible and quote the Bible and Bible and Bible? I don't. Mm-mm. To have faith is one thing. To push is another. you think it's a good idea to mandate or to suggest that there be a ban on an abortion? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. That's a ticket to Loserville. Sparky says, since World War I, uh, since, since, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I saw that. Small world. I went to fourth and the sixth grade with Oppenheimer's nephew. Didn't know the significance at the time. Didn't see a picture of Oppenheimer until years later. Nephew looked just like him. <laughs> he was also, did you see how young he was when he died? It was, he's like 60. He looked so, well, he smoked. My God. God, smoked like a just, did they not know? He weighed nothing at the time. He was so brilliant. Uh, I think he taught himself, what, Danish? or, or He became interested in a rock collection. His family was very wealthy. His, uh, I think his brother, 
who basically was blackballed permanently, just sold a couple of pieces of art, lived off it for the rest of his life. His mother was, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a prolific art collector, a, a, a matron, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. But remember, just say things what they were. Remember, Donald, uh, Ronald Reagan was absolutely uh, what you would call a lefty. There's no doubt about that. There are people like Bork was a socialist, or was a, was a Marxist. Uh, Robert Bork, um, uh, Thomas Sowell, um, uh, Christopher Hitchens. You know, you go through periods of time where you say to yourself, I, I'm more amenable to this. There was a, you know, there was a time when I think a lot of my friends liked this um, sense of namby-pamby, you know. It was very easy for me to do it because it was merely ideology. I wasn't actually in, in implementing any particular, you know, policy. I wasn't a politician, so I could say whatever I wanted. But uh, I very rarely have changed my opinion. Oh, here's one for you. I changed my opinion completely against, well, I fine-tuned my opinion regarding legalization of prostitution. Prostitutions should be legal for the prostitute, not the pimp, not the human trafficker, and not the john. Absolutely not. Prostitution is is horrid, horrid. Uh, so a prostitute herself should not be prosecuted. Everybody else, different story. Uh, as far as drug, you, uh, drug legalization, drug legalization is one of these things that will always stand for the proposition that I know in my heart it is right, but it's horrible. You're going to get so many... So much bad, bad stuff. Um, when you, um, do you, do you believe people have the right to commit suicide? I do. When you do that, you're going to have more suicide. When you do not, when you want to legalize drugs, you're going to have more drug use, more overdose, more whatever, concomitantly, as a result, without a doubt. That's the natural byproduct of that. Um, if you have the ability to, let's say open carry or, or possess a firearm either at home privately or in your car, you're going to have more instances where a kid gets into it, finds the gun, shoots himself negligently. Uh, absolutely. Positively. That's a result that happens. It's just the way it goes. The more drugs you have in the market, the more overdose, the, 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 the faster cars, more, uh, death, um, the faster the speed limits. I mean, there are just things that just the better the the better the the better the selection of food, the greater the amount of overweight and obesity, guaranteed. This just a natural byproduct of this. I understand that, but we're going to have to redo the way we think about a lot of stuff. And it's not about being a conservative; it's about being a common sense American. You got that? Now, one more thing, dear friend, I'm going to tell you about this. I heard the other day uh, a very an impassioned an impassioned uh, description and interview with Mike Lindell from My Pillow, and it broke my heart how this man who's trying just to he just wanted to he just wanted to make money, have this great product, have a factory employ his workers, put out a product, and be able to concomitantly and simultaneously say what he wants regarding Donald Trump and the Constitution. And the people who knew better than him said, oh, no, you don't. No, you're not going to do this. We're not going to let you do this. Oh, really? No, we're not going to let you do this. We're not going to let you do this. 
So I don't want you to go to MyPillow.com promo code Lionel because you feel sorry for him. It just so happens these are the greatest products in the world that people love. We are a, we are a, my most prized possession is this one kind of a small uh, pillow that just fills in that perfect gap when you're trying to read or watch TV or whatever you're trying to do. It's perfect. Can't buy it anywhere except for MyPillow.com. It's wonderful. Sheets, slippers, you name it. So go there. Use promo code Lionel or call 800-645-4965, 800-645-4965. That is the place. It is MyPillow.com, and they are wonderful, and he is he is a genius, and I support him, and I want you to support him as well. Uh, White Matters says, I've been pretty much liberal my whole life, yet they moved the goalposts, and now I'm considered far right. I've altered my thoughts on many issues. Oh, I have two. I have two. Very, very, very... <laughs> You know, it's funny. First, and I and I hope you I think you know this about me. I hope you know, uh uh Mr. Monkey. Uh, I I I don't um I don't have labels. I don't know what the labels mean. Um the hardest thing is I've always had this one to say, Are you an atheist? I'm saying I don't even know what that means. Well, do you not believe in God? I don't I don't you're asking me. If I'm, if I don't accept, if I believe, I say, why don't you ask me if what my thoughts are? Am I an atheist regarding witchcraft? I'm not trying to compare the two, but I don't have a word for that. I don't have an opinion on witchcraft. I, I, I don't know anything about it. I also don't speak French. I don't under, I, I, there's no word for not speaking French. So again, these, these, these things, these categories don't make sense to me. Are you a liberal conservative? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think it's common sense. I think it's absolutely common sense. Sparky says, it was said that Oppenheimer survived on cigarettes and coffee while General Leslie Groves ate donuts and slept well. You know, it's funny how we, how we, uh, again, Sparky, thank you. It's funny how cigarettes, nobody really thought. Remember when, when doctors, there were these, was it parliamenters? They said, nine out of 10 doctors recommend, what? What? You notice how we don't see that many, I don't see that many cigarettes like we used to. I don't at all, at all. I don't see them. And this was without the government doing it. People just on their own said, you know what? This just isn't going to work. And it wasn't because they raised the taxes and all that kind of, I don't even know what it, it cigarettes in New York could be 20 bucks a pack. I have no idea. I don't, sometimes it, it always shocks me. But see what happens when you let people just make up their own mind? When you let people make up their own mind, they have this incredible, this uncanny ability to say, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. And they will change accordingly. That's all. My friends, you are without peer. I want to thank you. Sparky, I thank you immensely. White Monkey, I thank you. You are so terrific. You are you are the reason God made Oklahoma. Silver Fox, I thank you. Eddie, Edie Rather Crowley, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, in uh, New York today, it's a beautiful day. It is so monu- it is so gorgeous in terms of how it is overcast. It is it is dreary, and I am spending such a I'm learning so so very much. So remember, recap. Um, nobody is apparently seeking any kind of attempt to help or to guide 
Tucker Carlson regarding his trajectory. Interviewing Bill O'Reilly was like so pedestrian, so low rent, with all due respect. And for him to bleat this blather regarding his version of the Kennedy assassination, I think is is uh, intellectually disingenuous and and painful, painful. So that's that. Uh, second of all, let us remember we've been talking about Bobby Kennedy, and I think I have two different vectors. Number one, for there to be a Trump presidency, because remember, he's, he's in essence, he's chemotherapy for this country. Because what we're in right now is in a, is a form of a cancer. And number two, if it helps to destroy in some way the efficacy, the legitimacy, and the, the utility of the Democratic Party, this iteration of it, fine. If you went back to the uh, Democratic Party of the 60s, 70s even, I could dig it. I could dig it. Barry Taylor says, I don't want to belong to any club that would accept me as one of its members. Groucho Marx. Absolutely, Barry. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. (laughs) Groucho Marx was more important than anybody really gives him any credit for. Did you know that? Groucho Marx was anarchic. He really was. He was, uh, he was a revolutionary and he was wonderful. Uh, and he he was never really, I think, given the attention that he really truly deserved in any event. Dear friends, I thank you. I thank you immensely. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your support. Thank you for everything. Remember, believe what you want. Listen to as many people as possible. Don't Don't be afraid of that. But don't accept anything. Listen to it as a suggestion. Verify it yourself. That's all. Whether I say it or anybody else for that matter. That's it. And you...